Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrock. Hey there, Chris. Here we are again. Love Island USA, Season 2, Episode 4, and we finally... I say finally, it seems to have come around pretty quick. We get to Casa Remorse. <laughs> so, Chris, we get the old um, girls you go off for a spa and boys you have to sneak out the villa. Um, we'll all create this little bit of made-up drama and uh, then we get the five new boys coming in. So, what did you make to these guys? Um, obviously, what I did like was some of the guys broke the fourth wall down, the original guys, because they knew what Casa Amor was. It's not been mentioned in the show. Uh, Vander Camp, uh, what's it called? Vander Pump, that girl. Um, <laughs> she, she, um, she, she's <laughs> never meant... Pump. <laughs> I think What's that's what Mackenzie's been using, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the old Vanderbomb. Vanderberg, is it? Vanderberg. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ariel Vanderberg. I think Vanderpump's a TV show or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's let's just move straight on, Dave. It wasn't one of my best ones. So, <laughs> anyway, that they know what's going on when they get split off. What what I did like though was the lads didn't give a shit that they were in Casa Amor, and I felt the girls are like. <gasps> And she's like, yeah, because we're going in Casa Ramon. They're like, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, most the ones who were loved up were like, oh, shit. Um, oh, fuck. But then when the guys come in, they were like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, well, you can't have it both ways. However, I was shocked, Dave, by Moira because she, you know, you'd said about Freckles, Calvin and stuff and, <laughs> Uh, like we, we've been not, we're both not keen on him at all. But Jalen came straight in and said, like, she's the prettiest girl in the villa, one of the prettiest girls I've seen for a long time. And and when they were saying that, you with so well, yeah, we, we, but, but but you know, I'm not I'm not uh, completely with him. You know, I'm open to meeting people. That's the experience. <laughs> and I was like, oh fucking hell! But this you is know. what we love about Catherine <laughs> Moore, isn't it? Because the amount of fucking one eighties that we see. I mean, you're right. It started off. Calvin and and Moira were getting quite close, weren't they? Like post yoga. And, you know, she was going on about how she's getting to love him and how, how the stretch off was quite hot and stuff. And he was being, a, you know, all snuggly and stuff. And I just wasn't buying it for a second. So I was pissing myself when both of their heads were being turned when the, the other groups came in. Oh, I fucking love it, Chris. And I tell you what, Jalen, he's a man with a plan. Yes, he is, to be fair. And a good-looking guy, Dave. Another, They're all good-looking guys and girls. Let's not beat around the bus. They've all got something about them. But, yeah, he, he set his sights right on her, and that's it. There's no swaying him. He's going all in on her. So, And straight away, I, I get it. It's like, you know, new meat, innit, for, for anybody. They come, they're like, oh, what's this uh, intriguing, exotic uh, load of people that have come in? Because it's something different. The five new people that the girls or the guys are now looking at. They've got different traits, different personalities about him. And and I, I love that dynamic. I love it, Dave. And I, I, I mean, I've got to say, and I'll hold my hands up here. I think you said it a few times and I wasn't too sure. And, and I'm going to let you talk about him. But what do you think of Carrington today, Dave? Tool. Yeah. 
complete tool. He was like, this sex in the air, I can just smell it. And then there's a banana on the wall. I was like, you're not going in a fucking brothel, mate. You know what I mean? I think he thinks he's fucking going to be, be like, this is going to be a bevy of girls for him. It's like, what What are you doing? And who is this character that you've just turned into all of a sudden? He, he turned into like a 16-year-old boy, didn't he? I, I just yeah. found, I, to be honest, I thought all the guys were a little bit, over the top, this fucking thing with the chest bumping. I, I don't know if it's because we're British, Chris. You know, we're just a bit more reserved than that. But I just thought that macho bullshit. I, I just don't like to see it. But Carrington in particular. Uh, now, given I, I'd called him out yesterday, I'd said that, you know, he he knows that there's nothing between him and Kirsten. But he's still like, you know, he's stringing her along a little bit with, you know, the, the getting close, the touchy feeliness and stuff. And he's the one who's decided he's not interested. So he needs to cut her loose, you know, to do the right thing. But then as soon as he gets into Casa Amor, he's fucking hyper. It's like a five-year-old kid with a big bag of sugar. You know, the way he's, and the way he's talking to the other guys, he's like, right, guys, there's going to be girls coming in hot. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck off, you prize fucking cock. <laughs> so does that answer your question? <laughs> Don't be around the fucking bush, David. Um, no, but I agree. I, I just think he's come across as a bit of a tool. And and I don't think now, seeing what he's done over the last two days, I don't think he's ever been into Kirsten at all, Dave. I just think he wanted a bit of action, a bit of a profile, and he's moving on completely. I mean, I mean, we've got to talk about it, Dave, but the game, when they were like picking who you want to kiss, or you want to do this, and Johnny yeah. gets the... Is it Mercedes to lick the cream off yeah, his nipples, Dave? Yeah. I was like, and you'd called it. You said, I think you were, I was like, there's no way Sally and Johnny would sell out. Johnny's definitely not going to do it. And Sally was having a chat with one of the guys, uh, one of the new guys, but she just basically said to him, didn't she? Uh, to Aaron, it was when he was the mm-hmm. cake maker. Yeah. She said to him, I- I'm still with Johnny and stuff like that. And But Johnny, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mystic Horrocks was correct there. Well, I think with the cream thing. I mean, it's all part of the game, isn't it? So I, yeah. I don't think he did a lot wrong. And when she sort of licked the cream within his mouth, didn't she? And he said, "Oh, that's not part of the dance or, or whatever." So I don't, I don't think he did a lot wrong there. Um, I'm sure if Connor had done it, Mackenzie would have said it was being quite wrong. But anyway, um, we'll come back to them too. So yeah, I don't think he did a lot wrong, but it's from the old tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, it's from that bit, isn't it? Yeah. We see he gets, he sort of reciprocates quite a bit, and so um, yeah, I mean, they looked like the strongest couple, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Chris. That's why Casaramore is so fucking brilliant. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm completely dumbfounded. Dave. This could almost be Michael and Amber levels. That's what you're trying to think of. In the UK one, if if he comes back with this new girl, oh, he's fucked. That he's going to be hated. You know what I was thinking as well, Chris? I was thinking, you know, if if we have another lull, I reckon we could go back and do Temptation Island retrospective, you know? Yeah. Because I, I was thinking that they don't get the same kind of video footage, do they? When They'd have taken like that whole thing with Johnny, just that little clip there. And shown it to uh, Sally, where uh, Connor was licking. Oh, what was her name? Someone's earlobes. Oh, uh, oh. Hold on, Mercedes as well, wasn't it? 
Same one who yeah. was licking the cream. Yeah, yeah. They do on Temptation Island. They'd have just shown that bit, <laughs> you know. And I was thinking, oh, we, we could maybe go back and do that at some point. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, the game that, that was pretty, uh, pretty tasty. No pun intended. But uh, yeah, I th- I think he might. We, we've seen this as well, haven't we? So it's the first day. Johnny might go. Actually, you know what? What the fuck am I doing? You know. My heart's with Sally. But didn't look like that from where I was sat. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she she put a tongue in his mouth when she licked his nipples and he was like, oh, whoa. And it showed her doing that again with him. And he'd, he basically sort of moved back, didn't he? But then the next clip is he's going for it. And it's not like it's, a, it's part of the game. This just looks like he's just completely gone. Now, sticking on Johnny for a second there, Chris. Now... I'm going to ask you a, a, a hypothetical question here and put you in this scenario. So let's go back, you know, 20 so years uh, to the to the early courting days of you and Sam, right? And let's say very early days, you know, and uh, you're off on a way, you're going to Blackpool or something for a bit of a lad's weekend. And uh, she pops in, you know, some knickers into your suitcase, you know, a little token, just say, you know, don't forget me. Do you, A... Just go, oh, ain't that sweet? Of course I won't forget about you. And then put them to one side and pack them away with everything else. Or do you, B, take a big old fucking sniff of them? <laughs> it's fucking... I know some listeners to this, Dave, so this is, this is, I'm treading... I can actually relate to that, actually, that oh, little comment. Because... No, I've not been sniffing... An, a, to be honest, but... No, I've not been sniffing her underwear. I'm talking about in, in the in the respects of um, being together. We got together, um, and I've known Sam all my life, you know, this, the Florence Nightingale thing, Dave, where she yeah. saved my life when I was four. I've said all this before. Um, and obviously, she was one of my best friend's sisters as well. So with Sam being a couple of years older than me, uh, I got with her, sort of thought, I have really fell on my feet here. You know, this, this, um, she wasn't a girl, she was a lady. You know, I was 19, she was uh, mid-20s. And I'd already had a book, uh, holiday book to Benidorm in 2008. So we were going for the World Cup to watch England. There was uh, eight of us, seven United fans, and uh, sorry, six United fans, one City fan, and unfortunately one Scouser, Dave, like yourself. <laughs> um, but we all went there. No allegiance. We all had a great holiday. But I got with Sam the month before, proposed to her the week before my holiday, Dave. You know, we're still together now. And um, I ended up sleeping on the balcony for two weeks of that holiday, Dave. And uh, because the lads are all there, you know, enjoying themselves. And I had the doors shut on the balcony. And that is God's honest truth. So I can sort of relate to that. However, she didn't send me any knickers, Dave. She probably just put a knife to my throat and said, don't you be doing anything. So... Which I didn't, but uh, but yes, yeah, so I sort of can relate to that. However, the sniffing of the underwear, I can't, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I there you go. Bonus story. Wasn't expecting that. I was just when fucking Johnny gave Sally's knickers there a big old sniff. I was like, oh, you fucking joking? <laughs> wrong, man. But um, yeah. So anyway, there we go. Uh, but I tell you what, Chris, what else was snuck into the suitcase was a. Two grand, two two grand, military grade A camera equipment teddy bear. <laughs> what, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Mackenzie yeah. was joking? Or I mean, we have said in the past, you know, she might be a little bit of a Glenn Close sort of uh, bunny boiler. I mean, uh, do you think she was joking? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sure she was either. I'll tell you what, though, Dave. She needs to get out from Connor because did you see he's dancing when they said about the game? Yeah. His dancing was worse than mine. I mean, I am a <laughs> terrible dancer. Uh, but oh, I'll tell you what I was laughing at, Dave, and I did thought I've got to mention it on the podcast. So so they're doing the VT to all the guys. And Mike, he's called Mike Jenkinson. Yeah. Uh, Good-looking guy, Dave. He, he's probably the one who's got the probably the best body out of the new lads, and they've all got cracking bodies. You know, you'd die to look like one of them. Um, uh, in fact, actually, I'm looking at the pictures now. Jalen's probably got the best body, Dave. I'll say Mike's second. Then. But anyway, Mike looks like an athlete. He's chatting away, and he went, yeah, he goes, some girl came over to me and said, you must be amazing in bed because you're a good dancer. And I'm thinking, fuck me. Sam must have just thought, you know what? I'll take my chances because I can't dance for shit. <laughs> but, this, but this girl knew that he was obviously fantastic in bed. So I was thinking, I don't think it usually works like that. It's, that's never been something I've ever uh, come across, Dave. What about yourself? Well, it depends what dance it is, doesn't it, I guess? You know, if if he's doing the if someone's doing the old twerking and you you're up behind them, you know, <laughs> it's not that much of a leap with some of these dances, is it? Can't say that I partake myself. I'm usually stood at the side with my beer, you know, just just looking on. <laughs> it's not it's not some what is it MC Hammer some flash dancing is some MC Hammer shit, Dave. <laughs> Flash, flash dance with MC Hammershire, absolutely. I have done that at a wedding, you know, the old day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Dave, I swear to God, I've got another story, right? This isn't me, though. We were at this works do in Altrincham, so it's near where you used to live yeah, in yeah. Cheshire, Altrincham, and there was a place called Frank's. It was a French bar, which was, it's called a place called The Downs in Altrincham, and it's just down a side where we played, Dave, at the Uluru Bar, I think, when we were in the band, oh, the Aussie Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we play in the window, don't you? And everyone comes. It was a great little venue. And there's a place called Frank's there. And we went on this works do. And um, it was like our company and this other company. Uh, I don't know if that's solicit. I mean, nobody mixed, basically, you know, like because you didn't know anybody and all that. And then Chris here, being Chris Dave, started a carry-on food fight. And we had the directors of the company and the owner of the company throwing food at people. And this went, because it was one of my party tricks to get a beer mat and throw a wet beer mat at somebody, Dave. We used to be my friends, but I did cause a full-scale riot once in Manchester. We had a massive punch-up between two groups of lads, and it was actually us who'd started it. It wasn't one of my better moments. We sort of <laughs> sneaked out quickly. So anyways, this full-on carry-on food fight, right? I mean, a proper food fight. And I remember there was a point of the evening where, and it was around about 2000 and three i think and there was a point in the evening where they got everyone up and they were doing like a, a prize thing you know like a pass the parcel thing and it, i don't know why dave it was a, a bizarre thing but they were giving out prizes to people and all this and then they stopped the music and you opened it and all that stuff i think they thought we were about six years old but anyway this lad of work with right so he looked like penfold tom lovely lad uh he's only downfall he was a city fan but he was a great lad really still a friend of mine now he had the build of Brent. I mean, absolute same haircut, same sort of stocky build of David Brent, but he had glasses on and they're doing this thing. And you've got all these like dead important people in the business and everyone's like that. And Dave, he just gets in the middle of this circle and does the dance with no music. He's going, nah, 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 nah. and he's doing the hands, but he did it absolutely perfect. When he's pointing at everybody, the arms are going out like the robot. I've never seen any, and I know it's difficult to explain and sort of visualize on a podcast. I have never seen someone so funny. And I was crying and one other person because nobody else had seen the office. So it went down oh, like a lead balloon. 
Dave, you'd have loved it. It was the best thing ever. It was the fact that the music stopped and he just did all the noise. <laughs> Even did the spin with his finger on the nose that David Riddles at the end of it. And I was like, holy shit, this is, he has got some, I mean, he obviously had a lot of drink down in Dave, but I thought you have got some bollocks, mate. It was amazing, honestly. Well, I was, when I did it, it was, um, it was a uh, wedding in Ireland, <laughs> so I mean, I guess that, that's all says it all. Um, How good was the wedding? But it was, it was like it was towards the end of the night. You know, you've weeded out all the chaff, all the all the oldies and everything have gone to bed. You know, so this is probably one, two o'clock in the morning or something, and it, it's just the hardened drinkers up, and and there's the music was still going, the DJ was still there. And there was, there was like a circle of people. And then we all took turns to go into the middle of the circle and do the full David Brent dance reenactments. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Fortunately, kids, this was before everyone videoed fucking everything. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I, I mean, honestly, that deserved to be videoed because it was just hilarious, Dave. <laughs> no, I Absolutely. just love that, though. If the music stopped and you could just hear, like... <laughs> it was he jumped in the circle and nobody we was dead like dramatics of people sort of stood back like what the fuck is he doing yeah. it was just he had to be there i just thought it was fucking hilarious but anyway we were talking about mike and he's dancing so <laughs> what podcast are we on Dave? yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah dancing dancing but um dancing dancing from the again from the game i think one of the other things that caught my eye was obviously carrington he, he's a kid in a sweet shop now isn't he and and i've taken yeah. in this episode I, I was taking a slight dislike to his behavior before but but really disliking him now i, I just think it, it yeah, it's the immaturity that uh, is annoying me a bit. But he's gone straight in there for Laurel, hasn't he? You know, so-called um, yeah. business owner. Yeah, yeah. And he, he planted the lips on her as well, didn't he? That's what I mean, yeah. So they were having yeah, a chat so... before, but in the game, you know, he's given her a proper good snog there, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, and it wasn't just a slight snog, Dave. He was all in tongues, everything. I think he forgot where he was. But I think it's slightly disrespectful for the cursing. And I think also, Dave... If she can see some of herself, and I think it was Mike, when he was chatting to her, then she should just go for it. She had a kiss with him as part of the game, but I think there's a little spark there. So maybe it's going to work out for the best of both of them. Whatever we think of Carrington, it might be for the best. I still think Connor is going to shit house his way through this. He's going to get with someone else and then absolutely lie. He'll probably end up proposing to Mackenzie by the end of tomorrow's (laughs) episode. But do you think so? Because it was interesting. He did the whole earlobe thing with Mercedes, but then he was in the diary room and he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of Mackenzie. But Mackenzie's the one snogging her face off, you know, in the, in the original villa. And she's like, well, you know, Connor's made it clear that he's going to make the best out of this experience. So, you know, I'm going to do the same. So, and, and the narrator was saying, you know, <laughs> be careful you don't twist your ankle with that massive 180. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I love the commentator though, Dave, as well, I've got to say. He's, he's stepped up this season, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has. He's, he's come out with some belters. Um, 
Yeah, he really has. I've really, really enjoyed it. I actually caught part of episode one again for some reason, and I and he was something he said in there I'd missed when we did the initial review, and I was laughing my head off. I was like, you know what? Fair play to him because he was pretty crap in the first series. I just think they've they've given him a bit of a free reign, and I love his Caesar's Palace plugs. I know you've mentioned it a few times, yeah. but he don't give a shit. He's so there, just taking the piss. I love it. Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of things happened. He's probably been watching the other seasons. I think you know we talked talk about ian sterling but the australian guy is pretty funny as well um but i think it's an hour later isn't it I th- i'm sure season one was was eight o'clock um whereas this is nine o'clock you know so a little yeah. bit later so he probably has a bit more of a free reign to sort of say whatever he wants yeah exactly but no it's a good episode david i think as it heats up we'll see what the fallout is tomorrow for johnny uh how he goes on with uh, mercedes uh, Carrington Connor, that that's going to be fireworks. You know what they're going to do though? They'll do what they did. They always do it. They're there for about three days. They're going to show snippets, aren't they? I mean, he can't get away from the kiss, but they're going to show like the game. It's going to look like Johnny's gone in there and thought he was on some sort of bachelor party. You know, like what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like he's just basically been there with his clothes off the whole time. They're absolutely uh, seeing next Tuesday to produce. <laughs> and I love it. But poor <laughs> Sally, she don't deserve that day. She's a lovely girl. Unless she then does the dirty on Johnny. I don't know. I don't think she will. And, and you're right. I think this is going to be like Michael and Amber, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Johnny, if he gets with Mercedes and he walks into that villa and Sally's there stood on her own, fucking hell, Chris, it's going to be brutal. <sighs> I'm gonna. We're gonna have to go and fly over there, Dave, and rescue her. Absolutely. She's too nice a girl, isn't she? She's a, she's actually one of the most genuine ones in the house, I think. Well, I think actually, I've got a question for you. So, I think out of all of them, you know, I think, and the new girls included, I think Kirsten's the just the nicest person. She's absolutely stunning. Um, I think she's my favourite, to be honest, at the minute. Good one, Dave. Yeah, well, she's she's nice. I'm not going to argue with that. I said she deserves better than Carrington, so I, I think she's probably my second favourite in there. Yeah. Um, I think for the guys, I'm not sure. I like Johnny a lot. I really, really did like Johnny. And and I, to be fair, I called out Caleb and Justin's relationship. I think Caleb's, Caleb's a good guy as well. He, he really is quite grounded. His speech with Justin was really good yesterday. So I think them two are my favourite, probably Johnny and Caleb. All the others I don't really care about. I don't like Calvin. He looks a bit of a snaky fucker and he started showing a bit of his true sides. Connor's got about as much fucking personality as my fucking front door. Um, Carrington is just snidey, isn't he? Completely snidey. Yeah. So I don't think, I think, I don't know. It could all change. You know what these shows are like, Dave. One minute I'm saying one thing. I mean, look at me. I sort of feel sorry for Mackenzie now, and I absolutely was ripping the shit out of her at the start. So anything can happen the way this is edited. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, we just call it how we see it on that episode, don't we? So, yeah. you know, depending on if someone's having a good day, then we might uh, warm to them or, or uh, cool off them a bit. Well, I'll just read you out because Terence called us out again uh, on Twitter here. It says, can't believe you guys are buying Justine. She's been faking it from day one. Game playing to stay in the villa. Uh, they'll both ditch each other in Casa Amor. Uh, Lauren was right. They're faking it. Actually, you know, I caught a bit more of tonight's episode at the beginning, but she really fucking laid into the other girls. I, I, I must have been half asleep. You know, I was watching it last time, but um, she was going on about people faking it and people cruising and whatever. So, uh, yeah, and then he finishes off. He says, don't know how Freckles is still there. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the second one, so Geek Girl Soup, she writes, it'll take Connor a day to loosen up. <laughs> and then McKendy's all about that, and Johnny's a little surprised. So, yeah, yeah, so people are loving this episode, I think. It's definitely, I know we've said it before, but this is, from season one, this is night and day, I think. Yeah, I do. I think it's been really strong, really strong. So, yeah. I'm with you on that, Dave. So, guys, if you want to contact the show at CD Realitycast on Twitter or Instagram, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. So, Mr. Horrocks, it's all kicking off, and we haven't had to worry or miss because of, what is it, fucking hard as nails or whatever it is, nailing to the floor, that show that took <laughs> Love Island tough off. as nails. <laughs> that, that one as well, yeah. So, <laughs> it's going to be a clean sweep this week of daily episodes. So, I hope you're all enjoying it, guys. And get in contact with us if you agree or disagree on some of our observations because we'll always call ourselves out and have a chat about it. Are you handing over to me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> How many thousands of episodes have we done there? Look, like... normally... And I just go, I know. You know? I know. I Chris, that is fantastic. So that marvellous segue right into the ending there. So no, honestly, absolutely loving this season. And honestly, I can't... it's at that point now. I, I always think these seasons are a bit like a bell curve and Casa Amor is kind of reaching that peak. The absolute peak will be when they go into the villa, you know, when, when these relationships are either strengthened or, or broken up or whatever. So I, I can't wait for the next few episodes, but also going into next week again. So can't wait for it. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>